0: I send out a daily motivation text every single morning that is guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point to start your day. And I promise you, you want to receive this message. All you have to do to join my text community is to text me at my number 305-384-6894. Once you join, we'll tell you all your options for how often you can get text by us and all of that. Just text me at the number 305-384-6894 to get that daily motivation. You can't be a level five person. While tolerating level two shit. Dre exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has, relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Are you tired of feeling like a human science experiment with that cabinet full of supplements of junk you're taking every day? Don't even know what it is. You can't even pronounce half the stuff you're putting in your body. I know you know what I'm talking about. So say hello to AG1. This is a supplement that I take besides protein and water. The only other thing I take, your one-stop shop for all things health and vitality. It's like having a team of superheroes in a single bottle ready to rescue you from nutrient deficiencies and boost your overall well-being. That sounds good, right? Let me tell you what AG1 is. It's the ultimate multitasker, delivering a powerful blend of 75 vitamins, minerals and other incredible ingredients all at once. It's like a nutrient packed smoothie, but without the blender, without the mess and without that questionable flavor combination that you had yesterday with AG1. You'll get the nutrients you need without the taste bud turmoil. And any of you who's been taking a lot of stuff, you know what I'm talking about. But hold on. There's more. When you jump on the AG1 train today, you're going to get an epic offer. Here's the offer. Get a free one year supply of vitamin D. That's the sunshine vitamin that keeps your immune system and bones in top shape. And that's not all. You're going to enjoy five free AG1 travel packs with your first shipment, ensuring that you stay on top of your health game even while you're on the go. And all you got to do is take a scoop of this stuff or one travel pack, eight ounces of water and your shaker bottle, which AG1 will give to you. So this is the simplest, easiest way to get nutrients for your body every single day. You don't need a blender. You don't need ice. You don't have to try random combinations. None of that garbage. Say goodbye to all of that. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first order. Go to DrinkAG1.com slash work on your game. That's DrinkAG1.com slash work on your game. Check it out and join the AG1 party for a healthier, happier you. Your taste buds and your body Well, thank you. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there even when. The success expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative that is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called Work on Your Game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day. And welcome to the show. And today's topic is you deserve what you tolerate. Now before we get into this, let me remind everyone, send out a text every day guaranteed to have you focus sharp and on point called Daily Motivation. Send one out every week as well called the Monday Motivation. Join my text community and get these texts. It is free to join the community. We'll tell you options as soon as you get in. My number is 305-384-6894. And as I've been telling you, all as of this recording, we having some issues with the flow through situation. But by the time you hear this, hopefully that has all been fixed. So just send a text to that number. If you don't get a response, we haven't fixed it yet. If you do get a response. It is fixed but it will be fixed at some point. I don't have complete control over that, this tech stuff. I'm not a tech guy, but we are getting things done people, so we will figure that out. Secondly, work on your game, University. I have a four-part framework that is based on mindset, strategy, systems, and accountability. I like working with top 2% performers because those are the people who are serious about reaching their goals, serious about reaching their ambitions, and those of you who are not yet in the top 2%, if you're serious about getting there, I want to work with you as well. Everybody else, if you're on the average level and you're just okay being okay, I'm okay with that too. You're not the people we want to work with and work on your game university. You're free to listen to the show, but you're not the people we're looking for. I'm looking for those top performing people, the people who are, you have big goals, you got big dreams, you got ambitions, and you are serious about actually doing the things necessary to reach them. And you understand that somewhere in this process of mindset, strategy, which is basically your plan of action, what are you doing the systems? What are the things that you can do over and over again? And the accountability, are you actually following through and doing what you're supposed to do? If there is something in any one of those places where things are not going the way that they're supposed to or, you know, they could be a lot better Then this is the place to be. Again, it's called Work On Your Game University. The URL is literally work dot com. Schedule a time to get on a call with us uh, completely free of charge. No obligation call. We want to find out who you are, where you're at, where you're going, what you think might be in your way. We feel like you'd be a good fit for what we're doing and we believe we can help you. We'll tell you that and we'll tell you where it goes from there. Again, that link is down below in the description. And again, it's workonyourgameuniversity.com. All that out the way, let's get into the topic. which again, today is you deserve what you tolerate. This topic is, as a title, as a matter of fact, I gotta give myself credit. This one's pretty straightforward. I don't think there's any ambiguity in this. I think all of you understand exactly what we're talking about here, but let's get a definition of the word because, again, those of you who are new around here, I like to get definitions of words so that there is no confusion. As to where we're coming from, there is no discrepancy of perspective as to what a word or term or phrase means so that everybody's on the same page. So if you do happen to disagree, which you are allowed to do, you'd be wrong, but you can disagree tongue in cheek. You know exactly what definition I'm going off of when I say what I'm about to say. So definition of tolerate is to allow the existence, occurrence or practice of something that one does not necessarily like or agree with without interference. That's what tolerate means. Allow the existence, occurrence, or practice of something that one does not necessarily like or agree with without interference. This episode is really about taking ownership. It's about taking responsibility for your circumstances, even if you are not responsible for the creation of said circumstances. And this whole work on your game framework, everything that we do here at Work on Your Game is about this. So today we're just going to go deeper into one of the reasons why work on your game even exists out here in the marketplace. Because as I often remind you all, that if I was just saying the same things that a bunch of other people were saying, then I would not be doing the show. I will find something else to do with my time. I'm saying this because I'm going to tell you some things that you probably won't hear from some other people who may be a little bit uh, hesitant to tell you something that might make you a bit uncomfortable. I don't have that problem. And I'm going to tell it to you exactly as it needs to be said for everyone who needs to hear it. Point number one, topic, once again, is you deserve what you tolerate. This centers around a word that we often use over here at Working Your Game, which is called standards. Anybody here haven't heard me talk about standards before? If you have not, that's okay. Don't feel bad. I'm going to tell you where you can hear me talk about it a lot. Listen to episode 2097, standards still matter. Listen to episode 1974, standards are the enemy of mediocrity. Listen to episode 1331, never lower the bar of standards. Listen to episode 1291, how to raise the standards of any group. Listen to episode 1026, your standard is the best that you can do. How about episode 2668, what standards are you willing to set? Episode 2504, a discussion of principles and standards. We talk about being hurt versus being injured. So there's a primer for you to get started. And you can listen to any of those episodes by looking at the links, clicking the links that are right down below in the description of this show that you're listening to right here. You can also always go to www.dreallday.com slash blog, B-L-O-G, blog, slash, and then put the episode number, and you'll find the episode webpage that will have the video for the episode, if there is a video. We usually start doing videos probably around episode 1100, 11, 1,200, something like that. So every episode from 1200 on, there are videos, so you'll be able to watch the video if you prefer. You can listen to the audio. And you can see the write up in the show notes for each one of those episodes. Again, that's at www.dreauday.com slash blog. Those links should be down in the description to this episode. If they're not, then they will be. So, this centers around standards. Question is, what are your standards? What is okay? What's not okay? For you personally and your business, what's okay? What's not okay? We did an episode where we talked about your culture, your personal and professional culture, was in episode 1986. And we talked about your personal and business culture in episodes 2345 and 2346. Culture is about what are the things that are acceptable? What's the norm around here? This is another question. Are your standards measurable and easily understood by anyone who doesn't even know you or doesn't even need to speak to you because your standards are so clear? They're clearly defined and written down. So what so that someone can know what your standards are without ever even meeting you? Are your standards that clear? When I worked in retail businesses like McDonald's or Pizza Hut, there were clear standards, for example, the uniform policy. They would tell us exactly what we needed to wear. They would give us the stuff we were supposed to wear. And there were pictures, diagrams that showed us exactly how the uniform needed to be worn. So you got to wear the hat this way. You can't wear it that way. You got to wear it this way. All right. Your shirt needs to be tucked in this way. All right. And your, the cleanliness of your shirt is, needs to be held to this standard. And the pictures it showed us exactly what it needed to look like. If you were out of uniform, There were no gray areas as to whether or not it was correct or not to call you as out of uniform because the diagram says, all right, this is what it's supposed to look like. You don't look like that. Therefore, you're out of uniform. Therefore, you could be held accountable because you were not up to the standard that had been set. And the standard was clear, again, such that there was no ambiguity and the standard was clear for everybody. When these are in place, these kind of standards are in place in any entity you can draw a line about what is okay to be tolerated and what is not okay to be tolerated. Another example I'll give you is here in Miami. I've lived in Miami for going on 15, 16 years now. And one thing that I've noticed, and I've often lived in high-rise buildings, is that every building is run and operated in a different way. And different buildings have different levels of standards, which they either uphold or they do not uphold. And There are some buildings where the standards are loosely upheld. There are some buildings where the standards are not upheld at all, or there are not really any standards at all. And there are some buildings where the standards are actually enforced, and they are strictly enforced. And they're enforced not only strictly, but promptly. There's a building I lived in once where they said the jacuzzi and the pool, for example, were both outside. See, so some buildings, the jacuzzis is inside and the pool is outside. But in this building, the jacuzzi and the pool were both outside and they were next to each other. And it opened at 6 a.m. And it closed at twelve midnight. Sharp. And if you came out to the jacuzzi or the pool before six AM, somebody would see you on the security cameras and a security guard will come find you and basically check you and say, yo, this area is not open till six A.M. You can't be here. Immediately. It wasn't every now and then that they would do it if you broke the the protocol. They would come check you immediately. If you they also had a rule that you cannot bring food or drinks into the pool area. And you cannot bring a radio that plays music out loud or like a speaker. You can't bring that to the pool area. And if you did any of those things, as soon as you did it, within three minutes of you beginning to do it, somebody will come check you. I remember once I would is what I did. I lived this particular building. I lived on the same floor that the pool was on. So I would go outside to run. I wouldn't be getting out to get to the pool. I would be going outside to run, but I would warm up on the pool deck area. I wasn't actually getting in the water. I was just warming up in the area. And I remember one day I was warming up on on a pool deck area and a security guard came out and said, yo, you can't be out here. And he saw that I wasn't even about to get in the pool, but the rule was the rule. And I respected it because they always enforced it. And I saw him do it to other people. Once it was like a Sunday afternoon, sunny Sunday afternoon in Miami. And there's a bunch of people at the pool. I'm sitting at the pool area. I'm not getting in the water. I'm just sitting outside like using my computer. And there was a woman sitting there. She was by herself and she started playing music. She had her phone and then she had like the little Bluetooth speaker that people play music on. She started playing music off the speaker out loud. I have no idea why people do that. I really consider that a dickish, no asshole behavior. Who the hell wants to hear your music? Nobody. But I don't understand why people do this, but a lot of people seem to do this. I don't know why. But anyway, this woman starts doing it. And I'm sitting there at the pool. I just see her doing it. And there's a couple of the security staff who are sitting out there because. At this particular building, if you're sitting out by the pool, they would bring you a towel. They bring you like beach towels. And when you were done, you throw your beach towel in a little basket and they would clean it for you. So you didn't even have to bring your own towel. And as soon as she started playing that music, I mean, within 30 seconds, one of the security guys was sitting there. He saw it. He walked over to her and was like, nah, you can't do that. You can't play that music here. And it was another time I was sitting out there at the pool area. This is a weekday, like a quiet Tuesday afternoon. It was like three, four in the afternoon. Nobody's out there. I'm just sitting out there again on my computer. And some guys, some bros, I saw them walk past me and I could tell that they were headed towards the pool. And they had a 12-pack or a 6-pack of beer. One of the guys had a 6-pack of beer in his hands. And they had a little either an iPad or a stereo with them and they had sunglasses on. Just really dorkish looking bros, but I knew exactly where they were going. I knew they were going over to the jacuzzi. And they went over there. The jacuzzi was completely empty, so it was just the 3 of them and they were going to get in. And they got in the jacuzzi and they had their beers. So they're all standing in the jacuzzi, holding their beers. It's like something you would see on a commercial, something you see in a movie. These three guys standing in the jacuzzi, holding their beers, like, yeah, yeah, this is cool, man, right? So they're standing there in the jacuzzi like this, and I swear, within two minutes of them getting in that water, I saw two security guards come from inside the building and walk past me, and I knew exactly where they were going and I knew exactly what they were going to do. And I heard the conversation because I could hear what they were saying. And security guards start talking to the guys, and I heard one of the guys say, "Oh man, come on, man." He was basically trying to reason with the security guard, which did not work. And they kicked those guys that, well, they didn't kick them out. They just told them, you can't have that beer if you're going to be in the water. If you're going to be in the water, put the beer away. Or if you're going to hold the beer, you got to get out of the pool. And the rule was enforced. And the reason why I respected them when they checked me on being out there is because I saw they checked everybody else. Now, if they were doing it sporadically and they weren't holding everybody accountable consistently, then I would have said, then the security guard came to me, I would have said, well, fuck you. You ain't enforcing the rules on everybody else. I'm not following them. But since they did it to everybody, I respected it. And there are other places, however, and I again, I'm not going to name any names here, but there are other places where the rules are not enforced at all, meaning there are signs up on the wall that say, hey, you can't bring your dog to the pool. But I see people bring their dog to the pool and nobody says anything. Nobody does anything. They say no speakers at the pool. They say no glass bottles at the pool. And people do all of these things. Nobody does anything. They say, well, these are the hours, this time to this time, this time to this time. Nobody enforces it if somebody's out there later. Nobody enforces it if somebody's out there early. So the rules are not respected. And this is what happens. And what happens is I've been in buildings where the building management will send out emails, repeated emails saying, hey, we're just reminding you all of the rules of the building. And I remember writing them back once because they send out these emails. They go to everyone who lives in the building. So there's no thousand people living in the building. I remember writing back once to management when they sent one of these emails out and I said, "Uh, do you all have a process for actually enforcing these rules? And nobody wrote me back. And because I already knew what the answer was, the answer was no. They had no process for enforcing the rules. So the rules that are not enforced are not called rules. Folks, they're called suggestions. A rule that is not enforced is called a suggestion. It's not a rule. And this applies to you personally the same way it applies to you working within a group. Okay, so you can laugh at these little stories I'm telling you about these feckless building management people, but think about yourself. What rules have you told yourself you're going to follow that you ain't following? You are just as guilty as they are in any areas in which you are dropping the ball on your consistency and discipline. When the rules are in place, you are allowed to draw a line of toleration. When the rules are not in place, you can't draw any lines. There are no lines. And when there are no lines, you know what you get, folks? Chaos. You get disorder. This is the law of entropy. When there are no lines holding everyone in check or everything in check, what you get is disorder and chaos. When there are no lines holding your fitness and health in check, you get physical disorder. When there are no lines holding your mindset in check, you get mental disorder. When there are no lines and standards holding your finances in check, you get financial disorder. When there is a group of people and there are no rules holding the people in check, you get civil and social disorder. Everybody see how this works? When your standards are unclear or you are just unclear what your standards should be and you're unclear about actually living up to them, it's hard to determine what you should tolerate and what you shouldn't. Or at best, You have to make a decision every single time, which can be mentally and emotionally taxing because you have to use a lot of mental energy making a decision every time you get what we call decision fatigue because you have to make too many decisions. So why it's important to have clear black and white standards about what is okay and what is not within every organization you're a part of, including yourself as an individual organization. You personally are an organization means you need to have clear black and white standards about what is okay and what is not this way. Decision making is easy. And you don't have to spend too much time thinking about whether you're going to do something or you're not going to do it because your standards say this is what we do every single time. The Same things the same way every time. Talked about that in episode 2013. You know what is the biggest thing that separates the high level performers from everyone else out there? It is not talent. It is not hard work. It is not resources. It is not knowledge. It's not skill it is the fact that they have a process and a strategy for how to show up and give their best effort, even on the days when they don't feel like being at work. Does any of you ever have one of those days? Does any of you have one of those days right now? That day is called the third day. We put a label on it and we describe exactly what it is in my new book called The Third Day, The Decision That Separates the Pros from the Amateurs. In this book, I will not only describe to you what the third day is, but I will help you create a formula for yourself for you to show up and give your best effort even on those days when you don't even feel like going to work in that book you're going to become a professional and no longer be an amateur i'll give you a free copy of it as a matter of fact all you have to do is cover the shipping just go to thirddaybook.com again thirddaybook.com point number two today's topic once again is you deserve what you tolerate number two Anything which you have decided by your standards to be unacceptable, yet you don't do anything about them when these unacceptable things pop up, this is 100% your fault. Let me say that again and break it down slowly. Anything that you have decided that you have a standard for and something is occurring that is beneath your standard, i.e. it is unacceptable, yet you don't do anything about it. That's 100% your fault, whatever it is and whatever results from it is 100% your fault. So, for example, if you tell yourself, I'm going to wake up early every day, I usually wake up at 6 a.m. and I'm wake up at 5 a.m. so I can get a workout in so I can get in better shape because I want to lose this 30 pounds this year and you're not doing it. You're waking up at 545, 6 o'clock, 602, 550. You're not waking up early. You're not getting that workout in. You're not losing that extra 30 pounds. As a matter of fact, you are gaining weight. That's 100 percent your fault. You not being in shape and not feeling good about yourself and having to go to the beach with a, a T-shirt on is 100 percent your fault. Because you haven't lived up to your own standards. And everything that comes with that is also your fault. Because you're the one who opened the door for the nonsense. You opened the door for the chaos and the disorder. You allowed it to exist. You are 100% responsible for every calamity that results from ongoing tolerance of unacceptable circumstances. Let me repeat that sentence. You are 100% responsible for every calamity that results from ongoing tolerance of unacceptable circumstances. In a town like Chicago, for example. I don't know if we got any Chicagoans listening to this, but with of all that, we got to have a few. So shout out to my Chicago listeners. And the city of Chicago, they just replaced their mayor. The recent mayoral election in Chicago, they replaced this mayor. It was this black woman by the name of Lori Lightfoot. It was not a very good mayor from what I could tell. I've never lived in Chicago, but she was not. The things that I heard her say publicly, she was a joke of a mayor, to put it lightly. She got beaten out in the latest mayor campaign by a black male, younger guy. I believe this guy's name is Brandon Johnson or Brandon Jackson. Doesn't matter his specific name. Those of you who live in Chicago probably know this guy's name, or you others may know his name as well. And he recently was making a statement. He was speaking on the ongoing crime issue in Chicago. And Chicago has had a big crime issue for many years. And his crime is normally black people dying. This is violent crime. So we're not talking about. People selling marijuana and getting high. No, this is violent crime, which does not get ignored, especially when there's a dead body. All right. The cops don't ignore dead bodies. And it's usually black people dying at the hands of other black people. All right. In other words, black on black crime. They had a black mayor for years. They replaced that black mayor with another black mayor. And this is what this black mayor said recently. And I'm paraphrasing him. Let me just say it this way. He went on to blame Republicans and white people and racists for the truth of the ongoing black on black violent crime that's going on in his city in which he was appointed the leader. He did this. And I'm bringing him up to say this because the people of Chicago, I'm saying the people as a whole, I'm not saying any of you individually who live in Chicago, but the people have chosen, even if you didn't vote for this person, you all chose these leaders and these leaders are not taking accountability and they're not bringing accountability to the people for what's going on. Because it ain't a whole bunch of racists and white people and you know, MAGA Republicans who are picking up guns and killing each other. It's right, a whole bunch of black people doing it. That's what's happening in Chicago right now. And this stuff doesn't come on the news, most of it. And the people of Chicago chose this. So the people, unfortunately, Chicago, is 100% your fault this is happening. And everything that results from it is also 100% your fault. All the dead bodies, all the lives lost the kids who get killed in crossfires. There's a bunch of kids get killed in these processes as well who are not involved in the crime. They just happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Bullets have no name. And there are eight-year-olds, five-year-olds, 10-year-olds who get shot because two gang members or young black men are killing each other or trying to kill each other missing because they can't shoot and they're hitting kids and kids are dying in the process. This is happening. And this has been happening for years in Chicago. And the people that you all have voted for to lead, quote unquote, lead your city, and I'm being generous, they're trying to blame Republicans for this. No, it's a Democrat run city. We got to blame the people who are in charge. And that's what happens. Fortune 500 company is failing, and the change makers come in. What's the first thing they do? They get rid of the person on top. They don't blame the people who reported the news. They don't blame their opponent. They don't blame their competitors. We're failing because our competitors are doing this and that. No, they say, all right, something is not going on. The right way in this house. So whoever's in charge right now, all right, you got to go. Your head's on the chopping block, and all of your lieutenants—they going with you. Now we're going to put some new leadership in here, and let's see what they do. And new leadership, all right. You see, we did to the old leaders, right? Okay. This is how much time you had to get things right. We'll be back. That's what accountability looks and sounds like. Unfortunately, many of us have never experienced that, or have not experienced enough of it. And many of you have been brainwashed into this. Well, let me find someone or something to blame for my circumstance. So that's not what today's episode is about. Actually, ain't no episode in the history of this show ever going to be about that. So that's what you're looking for. You're in the wrong place. I'm saying all this to make it clear that once you are clear on what is unacceptable for you, you have to have a strong enough conviction about not allowing those unacceptable things to ever exist, even for a moment within your environment. If something is unacceptable. You cannot allow it to exist for even one minute. That's what unacceptable means. Unacceptable does not mean this is annoying, but I'm going to go a couple more days and see what happens. That's not something that's unacceptable. Unacceptable does not mean this is bothering me, but not enough that I need to go do anything about it. That's not something that's unacceptable. Unacceptable means unacceptable, meaning you are not accepting it, meaning you're going to do something about it right now because this situation needs to change right now now and you are not accepting anything less than a situation changing. that's what unacceptable means and the only way you can deem something unacceptable folks is that you have to have clear standards if you have no clear standards then everything is acceptable and this is the very definition of chaos and disorder when everything is acceptable you get chaos and disorder if you don't want to have chaos and disorder in your life or in your business or in any environment in which you are a part of it then you need to have standards standards keep the chaos and disorder out they're like a fence I had a client once who was a landscaper and his name was Steve. He was a landscaper up in New York and he would just do these big landscaping projects at these people with these big houses. And one of the things he would always say is good hedges make great neighbors. Any of you who owns a, a big house with some hedges knows exactly what that means. What it means is when you have those big, tall bushes that some people have around the perimeter of their property that basically separates their land from the neighbor's land and it basically blocks them and a the neighbor from looking into each other's yards. are right, those are good hedges. That's what a good hedge is. Hedges are just bushes. Good bushes make great neighbors this is what it does. It keeps all the nonsense from next door off your property. That's what it does. Many of you ain't got no hedges on your property. You just got an open space there. And whoever walks in, walks in, whoever walks out, walks out. And this is how you're living your life. I'm not saying you got to have hedges on your property. So like maybe you like the neighbors. Understand the metaphor. This is why having clear black and white rules is important. When your rules are unclear, unambiguous, or they don't exist, it's easy to allow slippages. Actually, everything is a slippage because there's nothing to slip from. And this becomes a normal situation. See, it's okay for someone to be two minutes late and then five minutes late and then 10 minutes late. Before you know it, people are just not showing up at all and no one's being held accountable. All right. This is an extension of the broken window theory, which I talked about in episode 932. And then I just talked about it again in episode number 2700 a pretty nice amount of time ago couple months ago. Broken windows means is if somebody sees that a small thing gets, goes unchecked, then, then you get a medium sized thing, then you get a big thing, and before you know it, everybody's doing stuff because they see that no one's being held accountable. Again, if the rule says the pool closes at midnight and you're out there at midnight, remember I was out there, Anna and I were out at the jacuzzi one time and they got to midnight. Two security guards came up to us and said, Hey, it's midnight, the pool's closed. They weren't rude about it, but they were firm about it. Like, the pool's closed, y'all gotta get out. And again, Because they held everyone accountable and held everyone to the same rules, I respected it. Now, if they were just doing it sporadically and this happened to be that day they wanted to enforce rules, then it would have been a different conversation. But since they were firm and consistent, I respected it. We got out the jacuzzi. And this is the same way that people are going to respond to you, folks. When they see that you're consistent in upholding your standards whatever they are, they will respect it. And oh, guess what? This applies to the person in the mirror as well if you are consistent with yourself, you'll respect yourself. But if you're inconsistent with yourself, well, guess what? You may be in a situation that you're in right now where you got a bunch of things that you want to do. You keep telling yourself you're going to do. You're not doing them because you're not holding yourself to standards. You have not decided what is unacceptable. You call it unacceptable, but then you go accept it again the next day. And then you're wondering, you're frustrated with yourself and beating yourself up because you're not doing the right things. This is the reason why working your game university, mindset is the first thing that we do. First thing we do is get clear on all this shit, and get all this garbage taken care of immediately. We got the right vehicle in place, so now we can start uh, building up the engine, so to speak. But we got to get the nonsense out the way first. First thing we're going to do again, work on your game There should be no confusion whatsoever when it comes to standards. You need to make rules with yourself, again, before you impose them on anyone else. This is where most people fail because most people have no rules for themselves. So if you can't impose rules on you, you can't impose rules on anybody else. Parents out there those of you who are parents, if you aren't imposing rules and holding yourself to standards, then how can you hold your kids to standards? Eventually, your kids going to figure it out. Now, they might listen because they have to, but eventually they're going to figure it out. And their respect level for you is going to go down because they're like, wait a minute, I got to follow this standard. But mom, look at that. They're not following it. They're not even following the standard. Why? I got to follow it. Now, they might think that and not say it, but the fact that they're thinking it is going to cause them to lose a certain amount of respect for you. Even if they have to listen to you, doesn't mean that they are respecting you it's two different things have you ever wondered why so many people have big goals and big dreams for themselves and they work hard every single day yet they never reach their goals you ever wondered about that i have and i found out the reason why this happens is because most people never ask themselves a key third question which is who do i need to be while i'm doing what i'm doing so that i can have what i want to have you see, if you never fix your mindset and the way that you're thinking about a situation and the way you think about yourself and the way you see yourself in the mirror, then it doesn't matter what you do and it doesn't matter what you want. You will never get there because you simply have an inaccurate formula. I wrote the book called The Mirror of Motivation, which addresses this first question, who do I need to be? And when you answer that question, then when you do what you need to do, it will produce the outcomes that you having what you want to have. If that sounds like it might be the missing link in your process, and let me let you know, It is the missing link in your process. Go to mirrorofmotivation.com. All you do is cover the shipping, and I'm going to give you a free copy of that book physically mailed to your doorstep. Again, mirrorofmotivation.com. So you can be who you need to be, then do what you need to do, and then you're going to have what you want to have in your life. Mirrorofmotivation.com. Point number three, today's topic, once again, is you deserve what you tolerate. Here's why all of this is important. This is the third point. The higher the level you wish to ascend to in life, the fewer things you are willing to tolerate. The higher the level you ascend to, the fewer things you will tolerate in order to get there. That's the only way you're going to get there. And if you want to go to a higher level than you are now, understand what you're tolerating today will not be tolerable tomorrow. You must stop tolerating that if you even plan on moving up to the next level. Until you stop tolerating some of the things you're accepting right now, you are unqualified to move up to the next level. You are ineligible and you will not move up to the next level because you're still tolerating. You can't be a level five person tolerating level two shit. Everybody caught what I just said there? You can't be a level five person while tolerating level two shit. So where do you want to go? I learned this first time I heard someone use this concept. It was in a coaching program. I was in a run by this guy by the name of Alex Sharfin. And one of the things that he said, I didn't actually hear him say this, but one of the other members of the program said it to me because I was asking the question once and he said, well, did you ever hear Alex say this? And he told me what he said. He said, the entrepreneur who makes $10 million per year tolerates less than the entrepreneur who makes $1 million per year. In order to move up, you have to stop accepting things that you previously accepted. The higher the level of accomplishment, the fewer things are tolerated. So by deductive reasoning, any of you who plans on ascending, moving up levels, whether by money, accomplishment, skill, associates, or anything else." One of the most important things you can do is make clear what you will no longer tolerate because that intolerance will facilitate your ascension. That intolerance will facilitate your ascension. We talked about this in episode number 2398, where the subject was massive intolerance. Not tolerance, intolerance. What would you not tolerate? What would you not accept? What are you bigoted against, if you want to use that language? What is unacceptable for you? One thing you should notice commonality amongst many episodes that, and topics that we discuss here is that moving yourself forward in life is often about less. It's not about more. And this is an equation that many people get wrong. This is a, a thought process that many people mess up. Is the reason why many people work really hard to move up but fail to ever do so because they have the wrong formula. Their formula is, let me do more and more and more in order to move up when actually you need to be doing less. They use an inaccurate formula. So what are you going to stop tolerating in order to facilitate your next step forward? That's a question that you need to answer. And being that we got a new year upon us, and I'm looking at the form here to see what we're pretty close. We're a couple days away from the new year as of this recording date this episode is going to come out. What are you going to stop tolerating in next year? What is it going to be? You need to know and you need to write it down and you need to commit to it. And then you need to put the structure in place that's going to make sure you actually live up to that decision and not just have it as words on paper. Recapping today's class, which is you deserve what you tolerate. Definition of toleration is allow the existence, occurrence, or practice of something that one does not necessarily like or agree with without interference. Point number one, the sentence around a word we use often over here, which is standards. What are your standards? What is okay and what is not? When you are clear on your standards, then you will start getting the results of those standards. When you have no standards, then what you get is an increased amount of disorder or chaos, as stated by the law of entropy. It's I want to make sure you all understand that the law of entropy is not a theory. It's a law, meaning if you do this, you get this and there are no exceptions. Point number two, anything which you have decided by your standards that is unacceptable, you don't do anything about it. You're not only responsible for that thing, you're also responsible for everything that results from that thing. So if you tolerate a little thing, then it eventually becomes a, a medium sized thing and it eventually becomes a bigger thing. This is the broken window theory in action. And there are some people who say, well, the broken window theory has been debunked and proven to not work. I disagree. Broken window theory absolutely works. Now, it depends on how you define work. Defining work by fixing the broken windows keeps people from breaking the next window and makes people show more respect to the circumstance as it is, then it absolutely does work. Now, are there some collateral damages that go with the broken window theory when it came to how it was used policing? Absolutely. I 100% agree to that. There are some collateral damages that came with it, but did it help actually do what it was supposed to do? Yes, it did. It's supposed to help lower crime. Did it lower crime? It did. Now again, were there some trade-offs that came with that lowering of crime? Yes, there were. I'm not denying that, but that doesn't mean the broken window theory doesn't work. It does work. When you stop allowing the little things, that prevents the big things from ever occurring. That's what broken window theory means. Point number three, here's why all of this is important higher level you wish to ascend to, the fewer things you're going to tolerate. I understand that moving forward in life and moving up to a new level is not about more, it's about less. What are you willing to not tolerate as much of as you are tolerating right now? You have to raise your standard, which means there are less things that can clear the bar. When you want to bring in higher level outcomes to your life, what you need to do is raise the standard, which means there are fewer things you're doing, but the few things that you are doing are way above the bar that you have already raised. That's how you move up And this is the equation that many people get wrong is the reason why many people can work hard but never get to their desired outcomes. All that said, text me, senior my test community. My number is 305-384-6894 and workonyourgameuniversity.com. Only place to work with me directly. Again, four-part framework, mindset, strategy, system, and accountability. And in that order, if you want to have me as your direct coach, that's the only way to make it happen. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day Make sure you message me 305-384-6894. Are you tired of risking your health with every sip of water that you take? And you are doing that if you're drinking tap water or plastic bottle water. So don't worry about any of that anymore because we got the perfect solution for you. Introducing AquaTrue, the ultimate water filter that guarantees you clean, filtered water every single time. Gone are the days of worrying about contaminants in your tap water because AquaTrue has your back. With its advanced filtration technology, it removes 99% of over 1,000 contaminants. We're talking lead, mercury, even microplastics. Not only does AquaTrue keep you hydrated, but it also ensures that you stay healthy. Why drink water that could potentially harm your body when you can have peace of mind knowing that every drop you consume is pure and clean? So this fantastic feature that AquaTrue has is its sleek and compact design. Unlike those bulky and unattractive water filters, AquaTrue fits perfectly in any kitchen, saving you precious countertop space. So who says staying healthy can't be stylish? But hold on, let's address one more thing if we had to dig deep. Some users have noted that AquaTrue requires periodic filter replacements, but honestly, is that really a big deal when you consider the multitude of benefits it provides? I don't think so. So why wait? Take control of your water quality today and experience the wonders of AquaTrue. Not only will you be sipping on refreshing and clean water, but you'll also be safeguarding your health and the health of your family with every glorious gulp. Don't miss out on this life-changing opportunity. Order your Aqua True now at workwonyourgame.com slash AT for AquaTrue. Workwonyourgame.com slash AT and drink confidently. Aqua True cannot prevent you from becoming the superhero you've always dreamed of being, but it can keep your water superhero level clean. Again, that's workwonyourgame.com slash AT. Do you know what the number one key is for you to advance and get to a higher level from where you are right now? It is not for you to work harder, wake up earlier or go to sleep later. No, it is for you to get the right insight. In other words, to ask yourself the right questions. These questions are usually questions that you don't have the answer to. But dealing with those questions opens the door for you getting to that next level that you want to reach. How do you get help with this? by getting coaching, by getting around other people who can see things that you don't see, who have perceptions and insights that you don't have. This is why coaching is as valuable as it is. And this is why higher level performers always invest in coaching. The best way you can do that from here is to go to WorkOnYourGameUniversity.com. That is the only place I offer coaching, the only place I work with anyone directly. If you just go to WorkOnYourGameUniversity.com, you can see all your options for getting involved with us and engaging and having someone coaching you so that you can take yourself to that next level again through insight, not just through effort. Again, it's WorkOnYourGameUniversity.com.